Well, good evening, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer and Friends. And oh, we have a full show for you tonight, uh, sponsored by Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Um, if you're looking for a dentist who cares about your teeth, cares about your health, and cares about your freedom, he's the man. And uh, Michael Bratland is our dentist of choice. In fact, I'm going next week to have my teeth cleaned before I leave for Montana. And I'm going to come back here all the time and have him work on my teeth because I know who he is and I know what he does. So that's just kind of how I am. Our other sponsors, Albert Taylor, um, Endless Possibilities, my favorite tagline of all time. Um, it just says everything they do. Uh, we're going to offer you a life-changing job. Talk to some folks who work in this industry and how you can really go home at the end of the day and you'll be tired and you'll be stressed, but you will feel like you've done something uh, to better someone's life. And we'll explain more about that in a little bit uh, when they come on here. And we also want to thank um, Mercury Metal uh, Fabricators. Uh, they're a fabrication shop here in town and they can do anything. They did my logo right there in metal. So they can produce anything in metal that you can come up with. And they'll sit down, redo your kitchen. They'll help you. With, they, they do mostly big, big jobs, but they're now starting to do other things for people like you and me. So um, I'll show you that in a little bit and we'll show you inside the shop in a second. But let's get our open going. And I want to get Bill's news. And we got some big news out of the Supreme Court today. And Bill's going to tell us more about that. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out, bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're gonna have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. from the news radio 1120 a.m. and 93.7 fm kpnw studios i'm bill london and here's today's look at our ongoing cultural entropy well the supreme court today blocked enforcement of president joe biden's requirement that workers at businesses with 100 employees or more get vaccinated against covid19 or submit to weekly testing or just get fired However, the justices also ruled that a separate federal policy insisting that many healthcare workers be vaccinated can move forward. Now, the decision to halt the most widely applicable mandate, that's the OSHA mandate, that would set a standard for businesses and other organizations with 100 or more employees, split along the usual ideological line, six to three. The high court's action allows the healthcare worker rule to proceed, and it garnered a narrow five-justice majority formed by the court's three Democratic appointees, as well as two Republican-appointed jurists, namely Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The court's action on the business mandate actually is sort of a caveat. It punts the issue back to the Sixth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, but it also signals if the case does return to the high court, a majority of the justices will side with businesses in Republican-led states that sued to squelch the requirement to begin with that would affect at least 84 million Americans. The court's conservative members wrote in an unsigned opinion that OSHA, part of the Labor Department, had overstepped its authority in using the regulation. They also said that Labor Secretary Marty Walsh lacked authority to impose the mandate. They also said that administrative agencies are creatures of statute. And 
that they accordingly possess only the authority that Congress has provided. They said there was no basis for withholding interim relief. They said declining to lift a stay on its enforcement. In regards to the vaccine for healthcare workers, the challengers to the vaccine requirement for workers at healthcare facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid funding argue that enforcing the rule would effectively shutter many healthcare facilities in rural areas where vaccination rates are lower and vaccine hesitancy is strong, even among healthcare workers. The court's conservative jurists wrote that they concluded that the secretary did not exceed his statutory authority in requiring that in order to remain eligible for Medicare and Medicaid dollars. The facilities covered by the interim rule have to ensure that their employees be vaccinated against COVID-19. Both the OSHA standard and the healthcare workers' guidelines have been in limbo since the Biden administration issued them last year. Now, litigation is still pending in other courts over other COVID vaccination mandates imposed by the Biden administration, including ones for uniformed military personnel, federal workers, and federal contractors. Those have yet to reach, at this point, the Supreme Court. Well, how is Oregon doing in terms of cost of living when compared to other states? An analysis of the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis data that was just recently released found residents of Oregon faced the largest percentage increase in the cost of living in the nation over the past decade. For instance, the Portland-Vancouver area saw a 22% increase in the cost of living over the last 10 years, according to the analysis. They also looked at numbers for small and mid-sized metro areas. Congratulations to Albany and Lebanon. They saw the largest percentage change, 23.2% in the cost of living in the nation among small metro areas. Now, in terms of medium-sized metro areas, that would include Salem and the Eugene-Springfield area. Both saw an increase of 18.7% over the last decade, ranking Salem at number seven and Eugene-Springfield at number eight in the nation among mid-sized metro areas. Congratulations, Oregon. You're leading the way. Oregon Senator Ron Wyden wants OSHA's pandemic healthcare workplace mandates to remain in place permanently. Wyden, along with other Democratic senators, sent a letter to President Biden, and they wanted him to make permanent the OSHA emergency COVID rules for healthcare workers, not only in Oregon, but nationwide. The letter said, we're writing to urge you to move forward with a permanent enforceable standard. We'll see what the Biden administration does. So a lot of talk is going on about a return to remote learning with the Omicron variant. And the question is, are, well, teachers in Portland trying to make that happen with, shall we say, false sick leave? Portland public school officials have now called out some unionized educators over allegations they're coordinating efforts in an effort to shut down schools in the Portland area. 
and they warned staff that that kind of activity is unlawful. Six schools, uh, district schools in Portland have moved to remote learning with district officials citing severe COVID-driven staffing shortages that can't be filled with available substitute teachers. But according to emails received by Oregon Live, Portland Public Schools communication indicates that some of the absences that have forced closures are not being made in good faith. Now, the email in particular in question came from Sharon Reese, the District Human Resources Chief, and she noted in an email to employers or employees earlier this week that the district is, quote, getting regular reports of educators being asked by colleagues to call in sick with the intention of causing the district to close down the schools. She wrote, quote, not only does this undermine our core mission by depriving students of in-person learning, it also detracts from the ability of educators to take leave to deal with COVID or other legitimate reasons. She further wrote, so we need to be clear. It is unlawful for educators to participate in any sort of coordinated action to be absent for anything other than a legitimate reason under district policy. The district provided a little comment later saying they're looking into incidents. They wouldn't say anything else. And the union, oh, well, they're not commenting. Why? Why wouldn't they comment? So Oregon has now increased the income limits for a supplemental nutrition assistance program, SNAP. They also used to be called, well, food stamps. Now to get SNAP, you simply have to be at 200% of the federal, prop, uh, federal poverty level. That's $2,147 a month for an individual or $3,660 for a family of three. The previous income limit was 185% of the federal poverty level, which had put Oregon near the top and having the highest, if you will, limitations to receive benefits. At that time, at 185%, that's $1,986 a month for an individual or $3,386 for a family of three. The new change actually quietly took effect on January 1st. The state expects that 18,000 new households are going to become eligible to enroll in SNAP. Conservation groups have put up $16,500 in reward money for information leading to an arrest and conviction in the illegal shooting death of a two-year-old collared female wolf in Wallawa County just a few days ago. A concerned citizen found the dead wolf on January 11th. According to a senior wolf advocate, Amarok Weiss, for the Center for Biological Diversity, quote, we want justice for this young wolf who was secretly simping, seeking a mate and territory of her own life before her life was cut tragically short by a bullet. Now, no knock on the Center for Biological Diversity, but we want justice for the wolf. Where is the outcry for Governor Kate Brown releasing people who as juveniles savagely murdered and raped individuals that are going to get out of jail early after committing some heinous crimes that they were sentenced to life for? Where's the justice for the families? 
We're calling for justice for a wolf. How about a justice for crime victims? Like I said, welcome today's look at cultural entropy. All right, that said, join us tomorrow morning on the wake up call. What are we going to be doing? Yeah, we're going to be talking to Alan Thayer about the Supreme Court decision. We'll also have a visit from Wine Julia. And we're going to be talking about wine. What better thing to talk about going into the weekend other than wine? All right, Rick, with that, it is time for you to officially get real. Real roll them, Rick. I can't think of a better thing to do on a Friday than to whine. <laughs> I, I, but, you know, for me, whining is a it's an art form. Alan Thayer. You're going to join Bill in the morning uh, for a long, you're, you're going to dissect this thing. You're going to pull it apart so everybody will know what you're talking about. We're looking for what does this mean? What does this Supreme Court decision mean um, realistically? Well, first, Rick, I want to comment. Uh, it seems like there's less furniture behind you uh, every show. <laughs> yeah, it's becoming the bare naked studio of Rick Dancer. Okay. Don't worry. Well, when I get to Montana, you're going to see views that you'll just be drooling over. So don't don't worry about it. But yeah, I've got it. I'm packing, buddy. In more ways than one. Well, <laughs> well, the uh, I, the U.S. Supreme Court, at least to my mind, uh, did what we expect the courts to do, and that is to reel in an administrative agency, and. The court, in its analysis, looked at the authority that Congress gave OSHA, and that was to protect occupational workplace health and safety. Then they looked at the OSHA mandate, which, which even the president, when they announced the mandate, the president said that the purpose was is to uh, encourage people to be vaccinated. Well, the court said this is a public health issue, not a workplace issue. So they didn't say that a vaccine mandate is good or a vaccine mandate is bad, but uh, they, they focused on who has the authority to issue such a mandate. And it's not an administrative agency. It's, it's either Congress or it is, it, it's the states. And they did leave the healthcare worker mandate, right? Well, they did. And that's because that was under a different statute. And um, it that statute relates to uh, Medicare and the healthcare workers under Medicare and the power that that Congress granted to regulate in that area, which was more robust than than the power that that was granted to OSHA. My my big concern, and I haven't really seen uh, commentators um, address this, but my big concern, and, and it started with Kate Brown but is using the power of OSHA to try to force people to do what the government itself can't require people to do. The federal government doesn't have authority to mandate everyone to get a vaccine, not under existing laws. Presumably Congress could pass such a law, but, but they haven't done so. Uh, and so they, the federal government, they can't tell you to get a vaccine, but they go, oh, we can use businesses as an instrument of societal change. And if they did it here or they successfully did it here, where else would they try to do it? And the, the role and the relationship between government and business could be fundamentally changed.
One last question. I heard Jan Psaki from the White House talking today, and she was still, even though this happened, she said, we still encourage businesses to implement the mandates for people. It's like the court ruled and you're now asking people to go again. It, it, it boggled my mind. I'm like going, do you not hear what was said today? Well, Nike and Columbia Sportswear, they're doing that very thing. Regardless of this rule, they do have requirements for their employees. And we have worked with a number of those employees. Um, and it is, uh, it is concerning. One last thing, if we have just a second. Bill talked about uh, Senator Wyden's letter to the White House wanting to make the temporary rule permanent. Senator Osh White, who lives in New York City? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the senator from Oregon. The senator from Oregon who lives in New York. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to the commentator from Eugene who lives in Montana. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm going to run for governor from Montana of Oregon. <laughs> there you go. But OSHA's been working on a permanent rule, uh, according to uh, lobbyists with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, who I met with earlier this week. And the permanent rule, there's discussion of limiting the threat, reducing the threshold from 100 employees to 10 employees. Now, I'm not sure how they would get around the Supreme Court ruling, but uh, um, it's not for lack of trying by OSHA. Right. Alan Thayer, thank you for joining us. Alan will be on the wake up call tomorrow morning with Bill London, KPNW at 725 and Bill's going to have like 30 minutes with him. So you'll hear a lot more questions and you should send yours in to their in, in mailbox, uh, the Chris Dental um, email and send your questions so Alan and Bill can address them on the show tomorrow. Alan, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Rick. Good to see you. Uh, you too. See you later. All right. That's what we do. We bring you everything we can. So now let's get, oh, wait, I got one thing really quick. Dr. Bratlin's offering a special, if you mentioned you saw this on our show. So watch. A lot of crowns and we do really good crowns. Um, and it's funny, a patient asked me the other day, is like, how are you giving such cheap crowns? And, and I think they think that maybe I'm having like lesser quality. I have really good quality crowns and we do really good work. And we're, we charge, if you don't have insurance, we charge 998 bucks. So if, let's say you break a tooth and you know you need a crown, you can call us and that's how much you're paying. Um, uh, you're not gonna, we're not gonna charge you all these add-ons. You don't want a crown that breaks. I don't want stuff from China. Uh, it's a local lab. Uh, they're phenomenal. You're gonna come in the chair, we're not gonna charge you for a limited exam, x-ray, um, a core build up in a crown. We're gonna ch charge you 998. And I'll t I swear to it, I have mine. He redid my crown that broke recently, and it's awesome. It feels just like a regular tooth. It feels better than my regular tooth. Kim Stark, you've got something going on today. I know. There's so much. You know what's funny is we do upcoming events, and a lot of stuff is canceled right now, Rick, because of the virus. So we went from, like, December, all this Christmas stuff going on, and now canceled, canceled, canceled. So anyway, um, hopefully people can find some fun stuff to do this weekend and get outside. But we did find some stuff going on. And one of the things that's going on is this is actually just tonight, not even this coming weekend. But the Oregon Moms Union is meeting tonight at Along Came Trudy's. They're holding a parent workshop. And we have um, in our presence, <laughs> Mackenzie Pulliam, who is the head of this group. And she's here to tell us a little bit about what you guys are, are meeting about tonight. Did you make it? Are you parked? <laughs> We're finally parked. We have been on the road. We are on my husband, Stan Pulliam's uh, 
tour bus and right. we Sandy this morning. You know, we've made our way down I-5. We finally made it to Springfield and we are doing an event this evening and along came Trudy's. We're doing a parent workshop to help teach parents how to engage with their school board members and kind of teach them how Oregon Moms Union can, can help that with resources and, and leadership. So what made you guys come up with this group? Why is this so important for moms who are unaware of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it really came out of a place of frustration, um, you know, in April of 2021, when we were trying to get kids back into school, and the unions were really just pushing back hard. And, you know, I, I was talking to some moms, and we said, you know, if our kids had a union, they would have been back in school months ago. And we thought, hey, it's time that we as parents organize and, um, you know, work together to, to advocate for our kids. There was a lot of kind of complaining and different groups all over social media, but there was no one that was really organized. So that's kind of what we decided that we needed to, to find a way to, to organize parents so that we could have that strength in numbers. Well, who would have thought? Okay, so, you know, back in April, here you are. And now here we've come full circle. Now schools are closing again. So it's just even more important than ever to, to try, you know, get your, your voice heard. So in Eugene, yes. do you guys have a chair, a person here? Yeah, we actually don't have a school district captain in Eugene. We have one in Springfield, but okay. we do need one in Eugene. So if anyone in Eugene is interested in helping organize parents and advocate for their kids at the school district level, please reach out to us at OregonMomsUnion.com. And, uh, you know, we would, we would love to get some more engaged parents in this area. Okay, great. Are you expecting a pretty good turnout tonight? Do you have any idea who's going to make it tonight at seven o'clock? Yeah, we have a lot of interest through our uh, Facebook group, and then we have um, a lot of people registered. So we're really excited. And then a quick shameless plug I will give for my husband's employees. <laughs> right. He has an event at Twisted River Saloon starting here in about 10 minutes from 530 to 7. So go ahead, stop by there, grab a drink, and then come on over and learn about engaging with your school board. Oh, my gosh. I know. You're just kind of busy all over the place tonight. Thank Are you. you for <laughs> so Stan's at Twisted River tonight? He is. Yeah. Oh, that's the greatest. James Butts is the greatest guy. He owns that place. And he's just a really, you know, they have the best live music. If people have not tried this out, in fact, I think they have somebody this week and tomorrow night. Um, they always have live music and it's just a really comfortable, relaxed place to be. So uh, that'll yeah, be great. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. <laughs> I know you're yeah, busy, so we'll you let guys. you get to it. Get back to that. And then <laughs> All right. Any, thank you, guys. Yeah, bye-bye. Any moms who are interested in joining in Eugene, Rick, isn't this great? So moms can get involved. They have got someone in Springfield, but not someone in Eugene. And then they're meeting tonight at 7, if you can make it over there. But if not, reach out on Facebook and, and get a hold of that group, and they can she can tell you where to go. So she's got her husband's thing now, Rick, and then she's going to go over there. Long yeah, well, the, the, uh, when you're on a campaign, trust me, I understand mm -hmm. that. It's right. one thing to the next. You just, I learned, I am like the most punctual person. I, I, mean, yeah. I like to the point of nauseam. You know, my wife just drives <laughs> yeah. her crazy. Yes. And it yeah. was like, I learned, I learned that late was just what a candidate does. You are late. You, I never got anywhere on time. And no. it was like. It, it, Fashionably it, late. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see you Tuesday so. for our Elements uh, Health yes moments and uh then we'll talk more about your little trip to the magic kingdom oh uh, yeah we'll have, have some videos for that too i'm sure everett and the kids are not nobody's very excited about no, that no 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 no, no. Uh -uh. yeah we'll, have right, there. we'll see you later all right bye okay bye bye so real fast one of our other sponsors and i'm going to put them in here like this um oh my gosh it's mercury metal uh, design and fabrication they're right here in eugene 
and they can fabricate out of metal anything. I mean, just about anything you can. And here's the great part. You don't have to come up with the idea. You just say, I want a movie screen to put on my back patio and they will come up with the ideas and the, the product to make that happen for you. They do really big projects, but they're starting to do more smaller projects and things like that for households and homes. And I'm looking at a splash belt back behind my um, new kitchen in my house in Montana. And I want them to do like, I'll show you just a second. You keep watching that. Here's what they made me. I'm gonna pull this video out. They made this for me. This is my logo and it's in metal. So it's all in metal. Do you not think that's like the coolest thing ever? So they can do stuff like that. If you have a logo for your organization, like I could see an Alvord Taylor endless possibilities and you could make like the endless possibilities go flying out with people, like just like faces of people, you know, that, that some of their clients and the people that they work with, um, just all kinds of things like that. And there's Lori, and Megan, don't you think that would be cool if you guys had your logo on there and then you had all these people like kind of mystically in the background of this thing on metal? Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm just I think that would be the most <laughs> awesome thing ever. <laughs> I love that work. That's pretty, pretty cool to watch that stuff with the lasers, how they do that. It is amazing. So you guys, Lori and Megan are from Albert Taylor. And um, what they're really doing is, uh, well, magic work. And I, I'm biased because I have a brother-in-law who lives in a group home and um, it has changed his world. And I will tell people, um, this is one thing that places like Montana and things do not have the services. Very few states have the services that we have here in Oregon. And very few places in Oregon have the services that we have here in Eugene. And I know that for a fact because my brother-in-law was in Portland. And down here, it is you are, you, you make it so that these folks are everyday citizens and have just as much value and right as anybody else. And you don't see that very many places in this country. It takes a special person to, oh, I think as Megan talked, take a special person to want to be able to do this work in the first place. And then obviously to be able to do it and stick with it. And we have a lot of people that have been with our agency for over a decade which I think says a lot about those staff, but also the agency. So we're very, very thankful and appreciative for them. How many homes do you have in the Eugene Springfield area? We have 15. So that's our 24 hour supported programs. And then we also have our supported living programs for the more independent clientele that we serve. But we, it really does take somebody with the right mental uh, capabilities as well as the right heart. It's a lot to have somebody at your side, helping them through their daily lives and being compassionate in that role. So yes, we are looking for solid talent, but we really want people who are in it for the right reason. And, and does it, what I find just fascinating about this industry, um, well, one, one, Oregon needs to treat it more like um, the, the folks that work with my brother-in-law, um, they, they do everything that nurses and I mean not I'm not comparing them to nurses because I know there's a bad that's a bad thing you know, I can't do that but they do so many services and things and it's not a, a, a job that the state really puts a lot of um, dollars and cents into so this is stuff people will make a good living but they're not going to make an amazing living um, it really is what you're saying it's about your service to other people and what you're doing and um, you become part of people's family you know when you work with these folks 
What's nice about our agency too, that this is my first uh, stint in nonprofit. I come from the for-profit world, but what I've noticed about Albert Taylor is that people are there for a, a reason, right? And that is to make a difference in people's lives, but also to give back. Um, and also it's, it can be financially rewarding because we pay competitively. We're constantly right. looking at whether others are paying in the market. We're very generous with bonuses and, and things like that. But also more than financially rewarding, it's emotionally and mentally rewarding. And like you had said earlier, um, I think before maybe the show started, that you will leave this job exhausted at the end of the day, but knowing that you made a difference and that you've had a positive impact on the individuals and also their families. Because like with, with Chip, my brother-in-law, he looks to the people that work with him. Um, like that there's no other way that you see someone look like, I, I need you to help me. And there, there's this bond. And you, you both smile because you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's this bond between that is absolutely magic between the client and the associate who's working with that client because you you learn to read them. They know my brother-in-law better than we do. And they go, oh, wait, Chip, are you, this is, are you looking for this or you know that? And I think what, you, what I, how amazing would that be to have that kind of impact on someone's life that you could read them and you understand them better than even their own family and relatives do because you are, that's, that's a gift. I mean, it's a total gift. It takes, uh, it takes the right heart and it takes somebody who has the patience to build those bonds and foster those relationships while maintaining, you know, that independence that everybody seeks in their lives. Now, do you guys, um, do they also have like um, benefits and stuff like that for people? Is there any kind of benefits for folks who work? In your oh, agency? there are so many benefits for working That's for right. our agency. If you've ever been in the, the drive and the grind of retail and always go, go, go. <laughs> something our agency gives is the ability to have work-life balance where you actually do have a set schedule so you can plan your life and not have it impact your work or have your work impact your life and take you away from all those things you want to be a part of. So how many people are you looking for right now? Are you always just trying to keep the, 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 the back door flooded so that people, because it, because it's a, it is, it is hard work. It obviously takes a team. It's a very community feel. We are constantly looking for people. We have day shifts. We have swing shifts. We do have some knock shifts as well. But it's just about getting your foot in the door and building those relationships and seeing if it's something that you can long-term commit to. So like Laurie said, we have people who've been with our agency for decades, and they're not looking to leave. They've made a home, and now we're just looking for people to join that family. So the difference is you have, you have group homes where people live, so they're – they, you have a client, you're working with them. You may take them out on different outings. You may take them to the doctor. Um, my brother-in-law gets to go to the mall and look at girls. That's one of the things he wants on his thing. So they go to the mall and he gets to go look around at the pretty girls and stuff, you know. But so you're that's one thing. But then there's another one where you're assisting where they actually folks who can live on their own um, have all many of the skills, but just need a little extra help. And so you would go in and do what kind of things? What would a person helping in that realm, what would they be doing? Like bills, budgeting, helping yeah, it shop? It could be something as uh, basic as helping with household finances, um, kind of queuing them through the routine things of like bill pay. Um, and then it could just be as basic as support. So helping them go out into the community to appointments. Um, Laurie, what else am I thinking of? I know there's so many in 
different facets to supported living just because there's more independence, but it's anywhere they would want support or anywhere they would need somebody to kind of assist them, whether it's out in the public, whether it's in a doctor's office where you need more clarifying questions and someone to advocate for you, but it just depends on the person we're supporting. Yeah, each individual so, has a separate plan depending on their needs, so it could vary in our supported living program. Yeah, I, I think that's what's what, what I think people don't know too. When you see people out with someone working with them and stuff, that person has gone through your management and your staff and your teams, and they have sat down and figured out what they want to do. What's their life going to look like? This isn't Albert Taylor saying, "Here's what you're going to do with your day." It's it's Joe Blow and Jan Blow who says, I enjoy basket weaving. I want to go to art classes. I want to go shopping. I want these are the things that make me come alive. And then you guys make it come alive. And that's so the job of the person is to make that person's life as normal and and, and, and amazing as you can. And who gets to do that? You know what I mean? That's like that's like a job. I You know what I mean? People are coming on here going, that looks so like such a rewarding job. You really would be um, it, it, amazing. They says pays like. I'm thinking, what's the pay like? If somebody's asking. It depends on experience. Like starting out, we even have sign-on bonuses with very little experience. Um, if people do have experience, we have sign-on bonuses that kind of scale with that. We we're competitive with our wage, as Laurie said. If you are interested, you can definitely check out our Facebook. It has a little bit more detail. You can kind of see our starting wages depending on the position. And if you're even if you're just interested, apply. We can have a conversation about it. I'd rather you have your answers and make an informed decision than go through life thinking what if. And you guys, the, Albert Taylor has the best website. So I put that it's on here, um, AlbertTaylor.com. And then you just go on, and all you have to do is there's a thing that says job. And then you click the job thing and it, I mean, <laughs> unlike most websites, it actually just tells you to fill out the form and it, it works, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's really easy. So you can go on there, make an appointment and then go in and find out more. So what do you, like, what do you love the most about your clients? I mean, what do you, what do they make you, how do they make both? And I want one from both of you. Okay. But so you can each answer separately, but how do they make you better because of they are. They remind me to take a second to appreciate those yeah. little things that I definitely take for granted. Having somebody smile at you on a consistent basis and ask you how your day is really does make an impact. And when they truly mean it, it makes even more of an impact. And Lori? And they're just fun to be around. They're funny. Um, you know, we have individuals that come in to gather the mail and they crack jokes and you know, tell us about their day and everything that they've done and where they're going and what they're doing and what they like. And it is, it just kind of, it'll just stop you in your tracks, like Megan says, and you realize like why you're there. And you know, we have, we have the positions that are um, support services type roles that Megan was talking about, but we also have administrative opportunities. Also, we currently have a receptionist position open. We have all the different support positions and roles that any other normal company would have. So you can even would, start in a support role and move into the administrative office. I mean, there's a lot of options. I remember when I did a story one time on uh, a gentleman named Rick, who was in an agency and he uh, was working at Ninkasi and they just hired him to come in and pick up the cigarette butts and straighten up the area. That guy, 
There was never a better employee. He, there was never a cigarette butt anywhere. And he made sure, no, I have to pick them all up. He was the best. And other people, they said, would watch him. And then it would kind of, they'd have to step up their game because he was so serious and attentive. This is my job and I'm going to do it right. And he was so good at it that everybody was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> we got to, we got to step up our pace here a little bit, you know, cause they really, and, and I, what I love about people in the death in the different ability community too, is they're so honest. 90% of them are so honest. And it's like, you know what? I get away with nothing. They will tell me exactly what's going on. And in this world we live in today to spend a lot of time with honest people, it is so refreshing. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks for what you do. And thanks for offering our community endless possibilities. And um, I would encourage people when you do see people out and about like that, um, smile at them, you know? Now, some people don't want to be looked at, you know, and, and stared at because they might be on the spectrum or something like that. But take a chance and say hi to people. And if they say hi to you, don't be afraid. Um, they will be your best friend that you ever have. I have many, many, many people in the community like that um, who would do anything for me. And uh, if you're looking for love, uh, that's that's the place you can find it. So thanks for what you guys do. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having um, us. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to have you. It's nice to have such a, a good topic for people to get excited. And people are coming on here going, oh, my gosh, don't take anything for granted. You're open and eyes. That's, that's a really good thing. All right, you guys, thank you so much. We want to thank Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, one of our sponsors here. Uh, Chris Dental, our other sponsor, and Mercury Metal fabrication. Um, we just uh, we can't do this without you guys, and we really appreciate your support. Um, thank you, Alan Thayer, for being a minute's notice. I got you at 4.30, and you said you'd come on and do that. And, of course, Bill London and Kim for just making me look great. <laughs> so um, to, oh, we're off tomorrow. Oh, I'm not going to be here. That's right. It's Friday. So I don't have to work tomorrow. Well, I have to do something, but I'm going to be packing my house mostly. Next week um, on Monday, uh, is Martin Luther King Day. And so what I did is I called up a friend of mine, Isaiah Wagner, and I said, Isaiah, can you just uh, round up some members of the black community and let's just have a talk. Let's just have a discussion. I'm not I'm not picking anyone to come talk. I'm letting him pick everyone because um, I'm going to be the white guy listening and asking some questions. And I want to hear what our members of our black community have to say and what they're what they're concerned about these days. So that's coming up on Monday for Martin Luther King Day. And then we got a full spectrum of stuff next week. All right. I'm Rick Dancer. Share this on your page. You guys take it and share it on your page because it instantly goes out. And then people can see this and you may never know when somebody's looking for a, a career job and they're going, God, this is the perfect fit and you will make their day and you will make someone's life uh, much more meaningful as well. All right. I will see you on Monday, but I'll be here all weekend. So, bugging you.